Good day, fellow Trek fans, and welcome to a regular episode of Star Trek. Random Trek, that is. Uh, I am Captain Christopher Ingle, uh, and as always, joined by my first officer, the man who keeps the, uh, the uh, wheels running, and uh, who covered for me last week, Brennan the Mystical Mar. Brennan, how are you doing this week? Running for duty, sir. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. Well, today we had a pleasure. Uh, we got to watch the season one finale of Picard, uh, specifically the two-parter at in Arcadia Ego. Uh, and this is a really interesting uh, pair of episodes. We agreed that two-parters, uh, or, or in like Enterprise's case, the rare three-parter, we would review together. Um, so I want to talk about this episode, and before we do, I kind of need to give a little backstory for this before we go into what is going on in the episode, because it plays. Um, the title of this episode, Et in Arcadia Ego, um, I had to look it up. I must be honest, I didn't understand it even when I first watched the episode. Et in Arcadia Ego is a reference to a Nicolas Poussin painting uh, Poussin was a painter in the French Baroque, uh, Baroque time. Uh, so this is very late to mid 1600s. Um, and this painting uh, that is referenced is actually uh, in the Louvre today. You, if you go, you can go see it at the Louvre. Um, but the literal interpretation of et in Arcadia Ego is, even in Arcadia, there I am. Now, uh, Poussin talks about this painting uh, through his biographer, uh, Giovanni Pietro uh, Ballori. Uh, and it's understood that the idea of I refers to death. So that this is more of an in memoriam. And this idea of Arcadia being this beautiful, idyllic place, this idea that even in paradise, I, death, is there. And being what we're about to get into this episode, mm. I think that's a very interesting both teaser as to what's to come, but also inherent theme uh, as to what's going on. So, uh, Brennan, before I get into overall thoughts and uh, as well as uh, kind of what happens in this episode, I want to know your take on this episode watching it. What were your overall thoughts? Um, I really do like both seasons of Picard. Mm -hmm. Season one, we'll, we'll get to this in a little while. Felt like the story was very complicated. Whereas the story thus far in season two has been a little bit more straightforward, classic Star Trek story. Mm -hmm. um, season one, I really did like. Uh, I definitely enjoyed the new characters. Right. Very much so. And I'd say that overall feelings is that this is a good but not great episode. Mm -hmm. But that's no insult to to the too far. It's not one that necessarily I want to go back and rewatch again and again. Right. Yet it is enjoyable on its own terms. Yeah, um, when I first saw this episode, I didn't like it. I'll be honest, I didn't. Okay. Uh, um, but on a rewatch and giving it some more time, and now 
kind of having that understanding of of the even just the title mm. it starts to get me to think even deeper into what themes are being approached here and and what's going on i find that very interesting when we talk about uh when we will talk about picard season one as a whole and what themes are are prevalent but first let's let's talk about what we're doing what, what this episode happened in this episode um so again it's a two-parter so this section will be a little bit longer but here we go so la serena which is uh the ship that picard is on uh uses a borg uh transwarp conduit uh navigated by sochi who uh we found out very early on is an android she is made from data she's mm -hmm. made from the neurons of data they arrive on it her literally home. his daughter it is literally his daughter yeah uh they live on arrive to her home world where she was created uh capellius mm -hmm. um and they're there being trailed by a romulan fleet mm -hmm. um Nerek, who is part of the Romulans, he's kind of ahead. He's trying to track them ahead and, and show that, you know, he could still do his job. He arrives and attacks, but is interrupted um, uh, and actually stopped by a giant Borg vessel piloted by Seven of Nine, mm -hmm. which is amazing. It's a great thing. Um, but there is a planetary defense. These things are called orchids. They're these giant space flowers mm -hmm. that envelop a vessel and power it down it's really interesting uh so they're dragged down to the surface of this planet um uh causing it to crash but they all survive uh unfortunately picard does require a little bit of medical attention now in this series picard we know is suffering from a brain abnormality that actually was referenced way back at the end of um the next generation yeah mm -hmm. um but it's been getting worse it's been getting worse and worse and worse so gerardi knows about his ter terminal illness tells the rest of the crew uh they find elnor who is uh, a romulan he's a good romulan uh mm -hmm. he's a very sincere straightforward romulan he's a warrior but he's an ally to picard uh but they find elnor and seven alive in the wreck of the artifact which is what they call the board cube uh and they travel to the settlement where Sochi and her twin sister Dodge were created. Um, they find uh, uh, Maddox, Bruce Maddox's partner, um, who is actually the real biological son of Dr. Soon, uh, Alton Inigo Soon, played by Brent Spiner, because yeah. of course, if you have a Soon, has to be played by Brent Spiner, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> With a colony, a whole entire colony of uh, synthetics, including uh, 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 Jaina's twin, Sutra. Uh, Jaina was uh, an android we met, or well, synth android. They don't call them androids per se, like the old days. They're synthetics, mm -hmm. um, but we, we meet her. Uh, Sutra is able to use a mind meld. How she's able to do that, I don't know. We'll get into that. Uh, but she uses a mind meld to see the vision that Commodore O had showed Gerardi, which freaked Gerardi out. Um, and she believes that it's a message to synthetic life that higher beings, higher synthetic beings are willing to save them and destroy organic life. So Sung, Soji, uh, and the other synths support Sutra's plan to call these beings before the Romulans arrive to protect them from everybody. Picard disagrees, but he's taken prisoner. That's part one. In part two, uh, Narek, uh, Narek, who is again the, the Romulan who was chasing them, 
uh, convinces Raffi and Rios and Elnor to help him destroy this beacon uh, that's coming. Uh, Gerardi manages to free Picard. Gerardi is is kind of hides to pretend that she's on on the side of the sense, but she's not. Um, but she uh, manages to escape to La Serena with Picard, um, and then they fly the La Serena up into space after it's been fixed um, to confront the entire Romulan fleet. Uh, Nerissa, who is the sister of Narek. Uh, targets La Serena with the, the Borg vessel's uh, uh, weapons, uh, but is stopped and killed by 709. So she dies. She's been a problem in this season. Mm. Uh, soon discovers that Sutra actually worked with Narek uh, to convince the others since, and she, she ended up killing her sister. Uh, and he, he incapacitates her. So Soji, uh, Soji decides to stop the attempt to destroy the beacon uh, and activates it instead, creating uh, the the hole in the sky. The what, what do you want to call it? Because classic light sky beam. Yeah, light sky beam. Uh, but Picard, being up in space, is starting to succumb to his illness. Uh, Gerardi prolongs his life through medical means uh, as much as she can, um, and he comes up with a plan to distract the Romulans until the Starfleet Armada that he called for in the part one. Uh, he does make a call to Starfleet yes, saying, we the, need the help. infamous F-bomb. Yes, uh, we need help. He says, Starfleet, <laughs> we need help. Please come. Uh, and he's hoping they come, but he doesn't know. Uh, so they buy time as much as they can. The Romulans are about to attack. And then an armada of Starfleet ships led by Captain William Riker mm-hmm. show up, um, which Riker is trying to convince them to back down Starfleet's got their back, but a firefight seems to about to happen. Um, and Picard makes one last attempt to communicate with Soji and say, please shut it down. This isn't the way we can work this out. Don't make them into what they want to turn you into. And it convinces her because he's dying. He's dying and willing to sacrifice his life to protect them. Uh, so she shuts it down. Um, Just as those weird right. synth yeah, just as they start to go through, uh, we never find out what, what they were. I yeah. have my own theories, but again, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but she shuts it down. The Romulans back down and leave. Unfortunately, in this process, Picard dies. Yes, Jean-Luc Picard dies. But... For real this time. For real. Real dead. Uh, but Soon and Gerardi are able to scan his brain before it completely dies and transfer those memories into a database, which holds the neurons and the memory of Commander Data. And there's this beautiful meeting Mm. of the minds between Mm. Data and Picard where Data explains what's happening to him and what's about to happen. In a weird sort of heaven sitting room. But the last thing he does, Data asks Picard, when you go back... I need you to please terminate my existence. Let me die. Mm-hmm. Which he he when he goes back, what we find out is Gerardi and Soon have put those memories into a golem body. Uh, it is meant to help prolong life. Uh, and so he transferred those memories in. And so now Picard is a synth, uh, but is able to have all the bodily functions, all the life that he would have had 
without the um, the brain disorder that he had. Um, uh, and then there's a very touching moment where they say goodbye to Data um, and, and he shuts down the program, Data. We see Data die. It's very touching, very- Blue very, skies, just like yeah. he's saying in- yeah uh, again we'll we'll talk about that because i've got things to say about that and it's good things but um and then picard soji rios rafi all of them get on la serena and go off into wherever they go and that ends the episode yep that's a complicated it's a lot lot. so let's let's start with this uh we, we have our overall thoughts let's just start on what we like uh and i kind of want to work backwards and move my way up everything dealing with data's death is handled so well yes very much so um brent spiner does play data one last time yep um and just his request to be you know i want to be human i don't want you to help me die i want you to help me live even for the briefest of moments I can live knowing that my life is finite, that it has purpose. Mm-hmm. When I have infinite life, there is no purpose. Which reminds me of the episode Time's Arrow, where he said, knowing that my life is finite gives a sense of comfort. Yes. I, and I absolutely love that. And then when, as Picard is, Gollum Picard is doing this, yes, the song Blue Skies, which he mm-hmm. sang at the wedding of Riker and Troy is playing, but... Yeah sung by Isa Briones, who plays Sochi. Oh, and I did not know that. Yes, it's, it is. It's a, a Isa, It's a beautiful, sultry, Isa, nice version. They, they play it at a low key, and they cut the tempo down to about half. Um, it's very... It's, um, it's very morbid, Billie Holiday. but yet very comforting at the same time. You know what I mean? It feels very like Billy Holiday, very... Uh... I wish we could play a segment. I do wish we could play a segment for you, but uh, that would be very difficult to do. (laughs) Uh, Just know, I I highly recommend, look up this song on YouTube. You can hear it. uh, And I highly recommend it. It's a great rendition. And it really is a nice fine point that the person playing his daughter is singing this at his death when we saw. uh, That is amazing. It is a great piece. Uh, we'll go back and forth because I'm sure there are a couple things that we like. Give me something that you really liked in this, Brennan. Seeing Captain Riker on the ridge of the Zhenghe, like sitting with that swagger where he's like leaning over in the chair, and basically doing a very you know, macho sort of. I'm sitting on the bridge of the most powerful starship ever built. Are you sure you want to do this? I yes, his quote where was uh, nothing would give me more pleasure than to kick your treacherous Tal Shiar ass. Yes, I love that. But instead, I'm going to give you one chance. That is a, a great scene, and that was for the fans. We loved that. Yep, yes. yep. Um, that's a great moment. I love the, the character-driven moments, particularly after Picard dies between like Rafi and um and Elnor and between um Rios and Seven An absolutely wonderful moment of discussing just the kind of what you do after someone has died you know 
and yeah, my grandmother died a couple of weeks ago, and so I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's really quite interesting that these actors are young enough that John Luke Picard, Patrick Stewart, was a role model to them in real life, and someone they looked up to, and now they're getting to play alongside him in a show. And there is a scene, a couple of scenes side by side by side where they're discussing the death of Picard. Yeah, and it's so exactly. So even Seven, even Seven understood how important Picard yeah. was. And um, um, yeah. I love the look of this episode. Mm-hmm. The sunsets and just the beautiful vistas and shots are just like, oh my word. Uh, yeah, the visuals, gorgeous. the visuals in all the new Trek, no matter what it has been, have been spot on beautiful. Yeah, I like also that the getting to see Seven piloting a board queue to the rescue is, it's it's a real here on at, at uh, Gondor, you know. Yes. You ride for ruin. It's that kind of moment, mm-hmm. and of course, anything with seven is going to make me happy. Yes, I was very happy uh, to see uh, the end of of uh, Narek's sister uh, throughout this season. Yes, she is a just a horrible, joy. terrible, just bad guy of a bad guy. Narek, believe it or not, Narek has some redeeming features to him. He but just Nerissa is, is nasty. Yeah, and and seeing Seven kill kill her, having after, Seven take her out is so joyous. Yeah, the thing is, uh, and we'll we'll talk more about the repercussions of this. But uh, earlier in the season, we saw um, we saw the death of Hugh, who again it was a character uh, that we, we saw back Hugh. in in next generation so this was a big deal to have this legacy character come back but then we watch him die by her hand and seven was mm-hmm. so uh again we'll, we'll talk more of that and the, the you know the the impact of some of these legacy characters as I we love getting to see brent splinter play yet another member of the soon family uh i i think if you, had, point... if you had data on lord that's like six characters i think at this point we have to ask ourselves well, seven uh, you have to add before just do all soons look like brent spiner is that it is yeah that and then it? also before so you have to add seven yeah. there mm-hmm. yeah and, and you're absolutely right the final scene of data lounging in that sitting room in the bathroom like he did his Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. the blue skies playing as finally data's life ends it's a marvelous moment and there are so many great moments one thing i don't think anyone could complain about is that the acting is spot on in this show i i think you're muted accidentally oh no uh the the missus knocked uh, on the see. door i see um, my, ca- my counselor my counselor troy was yes, knocking on counselor the door. Troy. um <laughs> but all of the acting performances are spot on. Yes. And the casting uh, is marvelous. I really also uh, loved when we first met the colony of, of synths. Mm, the variety yeah. in the synths. Some of them were very Data-esque. 
yeah, and some the of them were more skin, refined. Yeah. I really like the variety that was going on there to show the evolution of the soon android mm-hmm. and what has grown. I also really love, and, and again, more we will get on with this se- this episode in this season, the development of the work of, of uh, Maddox uh, in the end to see this culmination of where Maddox... Um, I, I, I will talk more about this because again, legacy characters play an important part to this season and to these episodes. But seeing Maddox's work when Picard was kind of fighting what Maddox was trying to do in the beginning by force, yeah, yeah, is a great aspect to it. I absolutely love just seeing the different different personalities going on in this. One final thing I really liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Picard always was friendly to the synths, like Data. Mm-hmm. Now he's a synth. Yeah, uh, and we'll see. It comes full circle. We will see where that plays out in Picard season two. I can't mm-hmm. wait till we can talk about Picard season two. But I have a oh, feeling yeah. that that still in the end is going to come into play somewhere. Yep. But uh, um, so uh, now we have to talk about things that we didn't like. Um, okay. Unfortunately, there's a lot. Uh, go ahead. Why don't you give us a first kind well, of thing? You know what? Work. I only have a few. Okay. That I care to speak of. Mm-hmm. One is, I don't know if this is necessarily criticism, but one of the things that made me happy to see Narissa go was. I think the, the author, the writers of the show are watching too much Game of Thrones. A little bit. Because Narissa and Narek's relationship throughout the season <laughs> is like, is, I'm thinking, does every sibling relationship now that Game of Thrones has come out have to include this? Yeah. It was a little weird. You're really like that. That's just a minor one. I, I never really liked the performance of Camlin Janita as O. Mm-hmm. It always seemed like she was handling it up a little bit too much. Yeah. A bit too like, I'm just going to go pulpy on this. And it's like, uh And then um, there's a lot of things we could talk about that I, that I you know, weren't, weren't so well. But the one thing, the biggest thing for me, and this might seem minor for people, and, uh, Maybe when you present your list, I will discover more things that I agree mm-hmm. But this I have to say. Rafi and Seven being affectionate with each other at the end of the episode. They suddenly like a couple I don't like. And the reason I don't like it has nothing to do with the fact that they're two women. It has everything to do with that they never spent any time on screen together in the entire season. They never looked at each other. They never talked to each other. We never saw that moment where they sensed a mutual attraction. That came out of nowhere. Arguably worse and Seven's out-of-nowhere relationship with Chakotay in Electric Voyager. This is even worse. That, to me, is the biggest problem because 
I don't buy it because they spent no time together. Right. Um, when well, I'm I... saying that to the, our audience out there, yeah, this is not hyperbole. They literally spent no time together, right. except this scene. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I am with you. I think the abruptness of that relationship is is odd. Not the nature of the relationship. I mean, if no, you no, you no, want no, that, no. that's great. I think that's great development for seven. Especially everything that she's gone through. I think that's fine. needed a couple of more scenes. I will say, uh, you know, I, I don't speak briefly on this later, but it helps with more of what we're getting in season two. It helps. Yeah, I agree there. I agree with that. But the initial is too quick. It's too quick. It's too sudden. We don't have anything else that goes with it. If we had something that even showed just the minutest amount of attraction. Where they or look at each other something. and they kind of talk to each other. And... Yeah. I have a feeling. I have a feeling this might have been something that just hit the cutting room floor. Yeah. And they were short on yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that that's probably what happened. Yeah, I, I would certainly hope so. Um. I really like part two. I really like part two. Yeah, I think part two is better. Part one is too slow. It's way too slow. Um, And it's it's far too much talking. And talking is fine when it serves a purpose. I like the talking. But you're right. There might have been. Yeah, it's it's just not enough here. And um, the talking scenes that served a purpose were in part two. Yeah, I, I thought Soon was going to be a bad guy. Yeah. I really, but that goes to how they're portraying him out. I don't know if that's a bad thing, but I would have liked a clearer definition that, you know. Uh, is this a guy is this, trust? Is this yeah, a guy I, I would just kind of have that idea because uh, it's it's just too much. Grant uh, Steiner is a very interesting actor because mm-hmm. all the characters except Data, you never know which way they're going to go. Yeah. Um. And the 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 hole in the sky thing, the 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 beacon that they're using to summon the the powers that be. I I just am like, come on, guys, this has been done. Rebels did that. Suicide Squad did that. And then yeah, everybody did. Avengers did it, and just it's done. Even Star Wars Rebels did that. I was yeah. I'm tired of the hole in the sky thing, guys. Come on. Now, I say that if they had connected it somehow to the events of Discovery. Ooh. I would have been way Ooh. on board with this. I would have been you know what? very on board. Fantastic idea. They did not. It just it was like it it it, it felt like Deus Ex Machina. Like yeah. oh, here's literally it just, it was. the machine. I didn't like that. I didn't like that aspect of it. Like if this is the bigger bad somewhere down the line that would have connected Picard and Discovery together, I'd be fine with it. Uh, or it was gods from the machine. <laughs> you don't do that. And I, I just, I can't stand that. And then while Riker was cool, Riker was cool, I kind of would have actually liked a little bit of fighting. A little, just a little bit. Like a full-on space battle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would have loved it. But I get it. I get yeah. why they didn't. I would like to have seen the Jane Key in more detail. I know. Um, And that's actually... Which makes me glad 
And when we get to season two, yeah, this is there's the a down... new starship that we do get to see more of. It's true. But this is the other down that I don't like, is that every ship that shows up was a, a, Zhenghei, a, a Zhenghei style ship. It was the exact same thing for mm. every one of those ships. And I was thinking in my head, like, look, I know you have digital models of lots of different ships. Why do we they still using Miranda? Are they still using Excelsior? Exactly. Why do we need 200 of the exact same ship left and right? No, it's like in Deep Space Nine, you have yeah, Miranda class, Nebula class, Excelsior Mm -hmm. class. Give me a little bit of everything. If there were a lot of those, I would have bought it and I would have been fine with it. Mm -hmm. that, That whole cut and paste thing doesn't work for me. The Romulans, I buy it. That's actually a Romulan style of, yeah, of, of rep- they, they replication. But Starfleet, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry it doesn't. And it just, it's I, something that I don't like about it. Uh, I love the ship design. The yeah, ship yeah. design is oh, fine. Yeah. I don't like the, the, the mass replication that's going on. Is it possible that they made the fleet... <laughs> very quickly so that's why they're it's all the same ships it would fit with the whole it would fit within that idea but why would starfleet mass produce all of these we haven't had a war in a while it just doesn't add up their 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 fleet yards were destroyed no well the fleet yards were destroyed with the new ships that they were building but not the old ones that's fair that's I fair. mean, you're telling me your entire fleet was at Mars or Jupiter or wherever? No, Mars. Yeah, that, no, that's that's fair. I I just I can't buy that, and and that it, it is lacking to me. While epic and cool in its size and scope, I want some variation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so which let's... I can't wait till we can talk about the USS Stargazer for season two. Oh yes, once once Picard season two ends then uh that season which is in uh two weeks two weeks Mm -hmm. uh it will enter our rotation and we can talk about it yeah but until then let's talk about how this view uh adds to our view of star trek now i want to talk about legacy characters legacy characters is something i really want to hone on because uh both discovery and picard are doing this i think really well in giving us legacy characters and now it's going to be strange new worlds but mm. that whole intro backdoor introduction was through discovery oh yes um how do you feel about this introduction of these legacy characters of course we have picard and riker troy well troy's not in this episode but uh riker seven of nine hugh uh mm-hmm. and even earlier in this season which you can't go too much each up as brief as it is, Bruce Maddox, like Bruce Maddox. all of these legacy characters Data. that are from before. Data, exactly. Or the Soons. I count the, the Soons. Yeah, the Soons. How do you feel this is really contributing to our world of Star Trek? I think it's demonstrating that the legacy of Star Trek continues. Mm-hmm. That Next Generation was such a hit and so important to our cultural consciousness of Star Trek mm-hmm. that these characters live on because that show lives on. Mm-hmm. And I think that these characters are used well 
Well, maybe he did. That's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. I think these characters are put to good use. Like they're just there to be there. Mm-hmm. And giving Data the proper send-off, particularly giving Riker the chance to be like, here's the the tough Riker commanding a ship, commanding a fleet that you probably always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Hard getting, you know, a last hurrah. It really is to me. I love the use of the legacy characters, and it's an indication that Star Trek's legacy continues. Yes. Absolutely. But it does something that Star Trek rarely does, and we only saw twice before, and that's the death of a main character. Mm. Um, actually, in this case, two main characters, um, which feeds into the title. And it's it's kind of inherent theme that's going on here as in Arcadia Ego. Yeah. Um, You know, do you think it was wise to kill off Picard, even though they resurrected him pretty darn quick, was it wise to kill Picard? Was it wise to? Yeah. From a Mm. story-wise standpoint. I probably could have waited till the end of the Picard series, but that's just me. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do like that he is now a synthetic yeah. With synthetics, he always, at least data, tried to have an understanding of. Yeah. And I'm all for the end of data. I am. I'm all for it. I think that was appropriate. And giving him, because he's being an android, mm-hmm. his mind continues. Yes. But saying, I don't want to live on anymore. Yeah. I want my life to come to an end like all living beings. Mm-hmm. that's a human choice yeah I, and I think uh, approaching the death of Picard too allows your audience to be willing to move forward now of course we have a new season we know Picard's mind and Picard is kind of we know him is now still there but it's not it's a copy it is exactly that it is a copy it is not the Picard that we knew Picard that we knew is dead but I think that's also a neat theme here in that the the old Picard the old Star Trek we have is dead now that's not a bad thing that's not it is laid to rest we'll say exactly it is what it is and it has its place like like Captain at slash Admiral Picard has he had his place and his purpose absolutely was but time moves forward it's, it's to quote the last jedi it's the character found peace and purpose yes it's trying to move on with a different story absolutely uh and but of course picard we're not quite doing that yeah. but <laughs> we kind of get that in a way through discovery. But picard season two around. is a very different story than picard season one so yes and we still don't fully know kind of how it all ties back together yeah. again oh, we'll yeah. talk about it eventually <laughs> i can't wait um yeah this this episode yeah. really gives us a change in terms of what we expect from season finales of Star Trek episodes. I agree. Also, and maybe another thing that connects. This season has given us more insight on the Romulans mm-hmm. than any season of Star Trek. Yes. And the idea that there is this idea that 
inherent fear of synthetics. Mm -hmm. They have this ancient mysticism in their culture. They have these ancient prophecies. Yes. We haven't really gotten to see a lot of their culture. That's true. And this is really exciting to get to see more of it. It is nice also that it connects back to the events of the Kelvinverse. It doesn't ignore the Yeah, Kelvinverse. exactly. I love that aspect. The destruction of Romulus because the star wins supernova. Right. Um, you know, so obviously the the empire, the Romulan Empire is fractured, and yet through uh Tal the Tal Shiar and the, oh, uh, yeah. the Qualmalat. The Tal Shiar and the Qualmalat. Uh that we now know more and understand more. And even more than that, the Romulans are gung-ho about protecting what is important to them. And they believe that synthetics are not the answer. They are they, a danger. And that they fracture it so that the Tal side of them mm -hmm. it's still a good sturdy tricks. It's this extremism and faith. But the other guys are like, we're cool with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely takes some bold strokes and it some does. of it hits, it does. Uh, but some of it, uh, like I said, is a little, little sketchy. The sky uh, beam and the aliens from the other universe. Yeah, that, that just felt added in. It just, yeah. it felt like we need to press Sochi into making a choice yeah. and it put a yeah. kind of a clock on it. Yeah. Uh, but um, again, I'd like to hope and believe that that was connected to season two of Discovery somehow. That's also, what I'd like to believe. Another thing that this adds to our understanding, and I agree with you about discovery, is seven is now less repressed. Mm -hmm. For years, like on Voyager, she had been kind of trying to be one way. And now she's clearly coming to grips with that she's human. Mm -hmm. Some of the anger that she kept within her that we never saw in Voyager is now coming out. Mm -hmm. That's interesting to get to see it. It's what PTSD could do to people. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that I think this adds to our understanding of the characters that we already know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that they've done such a good job uh, alex kurtzman akiva goldsmith mm -hmm. they've done a lot to to bring us into this new age of trek even though we've had discovery up to this point yeah um it, it's just really nice uh that picard is saying it's okay to move on we can move on and be different and now that he's a synth i'm still really anxious to see how that aspect of it plays on if it ever does according to the uh the creators it may not uh, they're not. They're saying basically that that aspect of it, the whole synth thing, and that's done. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. Mm. And you know, we didn't get a lot of. We get a lot of uh, Issa Briones in the next season of Picard, but not enough as Sochi. Sochi no. is not a part yeah. of this. Uh, she plays another character, and I'm fine with that. Yep. Um, but I, I, I am anxious to see how all of this progresses because. In just the first half an hour or so, I would say of the next episode or of the first episode of season two, 
we see people relationships have formed people you know rios is a, a starfleet captain now, mm-hmm. and there are things we see that have developed of one of the most amazing looking starships i've ever seen you know picard <laughs> oh it's pretty uh picard is now the basically the chancellor of starfleet academy yeah like, i want to know more but we know that there is a growth there is things going forward so I'm really anxious to see where that brings us. And I, I think this really does bring us into the future of Trek. Um, it, it absolutely does. And it says, hey, death is here. Death is a part of this, but death is not the end. Yep. I, and I love that. I, cannot, I could not agree more. So uh, we had a couple of them. And I, I, I can tell you right now, favorite moment for me mm. is, is the death of Data. Death of Data by far was the highlight of this episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, and um, that is a good moment. My favorite moment is probably... Oh, it's so hard to pick. Seeing Riker on the ridge of the Zhenghei giving one of these classic Riker um, verbal attacks on his enemy. Mm Mm-hmm. That is something that we love, and I love seeing in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I, Whenever Riker's in command of a ship, things are always going wrong. <laughs> no routine missions for for Riker, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think I was just gonna sit in the forest making pizza? Nah. Yeah, and of course, on strain, uh, lower decks, we realize attention to routine and we do know thanks to the recently released uh season three picard trailer that uh picard and Riker will be side by side phasers in hand doing something uh as the original uh next gen crew will all be coming back together minus uh minus wesley crusher sad face for me uh but they will all be back for season three the final season of picard but we're getting our head of ourselves, Brennan. I'm so uh, excited. Yes. So final thoughts on this episode. Um, episodes. This epi- these two episodes are, in my opinion, decent. They, they bring some great moments. Uh, maybe they're not ones that I would go back to see again and again. Mm-hmm. But to those listening who have not given Star Trek Picard a chance, Give them a chance. If season one doesn't work for you, season two will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, my final thoughts is that it is not the best two-parter in Star Trek history that I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't had enough. Actually, b- being that this entire series is all uh, serialized. It's all one episode leading mm-hmm. to the other. Yeah. It's hard to say what is a two-parter. This was listed specifically as a two-parter, and you can kind of feel it. You can tell. Uh, that being said, I've had better two-parters. I've had worse two-parters. Fair. Yeah. Uh, so. And I can't yeah. wait to get to not in my opinion the best two-parter. We'll see if. Or takes us there. Uh, when best of both worlds comes, you know we're probably going to have guests at that point. Oh. <laughs> that will have to be an hour-long episode. Oh, we will have Lord, lots to talk about. Or more. But we can't move too far ahead because we have next week. And the randomizer has deemed to laugh at us and to laugh at us profusely. 
it has given us an episode of Star Trek the Animated Series. Mm. Uh, I will be the first to say that I did not watch all of these, but as I was watching, I've already watched it because uh, it's only like 20 minutes, so mm-hmm. it's not long, but um, we are going to have an interesting time. We are watching season one. There was only one season. Episode 16, please forgive us now, The Jihad. Just by the title, I winced. I can only guess. But uh, we will see next week whether the Jihad can stand up as a Star Trek episode uh, and where that will take us in the future. Uh, So with that, uh, Brennan, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Brennan Mystical. That's B-R-E-N-N-E-N Mystical. You can join me here on this network to talk Star Wars on the other days of the week. And you can find me in the FCL once it starts up again. Awesome. And you can find me uh, at C Ingle, I N G L E, 1984, on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, on Twitch, you will find me soon uh, doing my playthrough of Star- Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Mm. I've been waiting. Summer's coming, though. Uh, real fast for me. So I will have some time to do that. Uh, and you can also find me hanging out uh, on the Patreons of uh, a movie trivia Schmodown competitors video. Drew, Mark Riley. Uh, you can find me hanging out with them running their study sessions. And you can uh, find um, me there too, including yeah. the Alonation. <laughs> Highly recommend we check that out. And of course, you can find us and all our past episodes on Brennan's uh podcast network page turners they were not uh and so with that ladies and gentlemen as always i bid you kaplah and live long and prosper peace and long life